Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Happy Monday. And to you. I'm so excited about this whole season. Me too. And our first guest on it is pretty awesome. She is. I, uh, I love her. She sent me cupcakes last week. Sweet. I know. Um, were they delicious? They really were. Uh, <laughs> she sent me cupcakes because I finished the awesomeladiesproject.com upgrade. So everyone can go there and sign up for the awesomeladiesproject.com and come and hang out at our amazing website, social media alternative, so you don't have to scroll, scroll, scroll on Instagram and get like sad about yourself. You can come to the awesomeladiesproject.com and join us and upload all of your projects you know, come and hang out and meet new people, meet new friends, and just, like, have an awesome space. An awesome space. And as opposed to feeling bad about yourself, you'll feel uplifted and included. Yeah. In my and, experience. Right? You'll just feel amazing. And everyone will get to see your things, not just 2% of your friends. And you won't have to pay Mark Zuckerberg to be like, show my friends <laughs> my things. <laughs> They'll just get to see them. Nice. And with your free account you get an unlimited gallery you get access to our free groups you get access to free classes and there's a whole bunch of free stuff and you know then there's like the amazing amount of paid stuff when you join the paid community but free stuff also so there's a ton of free stuff so she sent me cupcakes to my house sweet which is crazy because she lives in europe (laughs) i mean cupcakes would be the thing Right? I mean, like, they just came to my house. Satisfying and and sustainable. I know. It was great. (laughs) And, like, Jeff was not home all weekend, so I had the cupcakes, like, pretty much all to myself. Delish. It was amazing. I know. I was so happy. So, is there anything else we have to... Oh, guys, join book club. Also, if you're not in book club, come come join the Crafty F's female Patreon book club because we're reading austin cleon's keep going and it is teaching us some wise wise lessons and we're reading it in little tiny bite sizes yes come join us each one week. chapter at a time especially now that patreon has fixed our videos they oh, upload, yeah they upload on time now i know they were having a whole nice. bug about it it was like a whole weird thing and i got like a special patreon tech and i was like ooh, special treatment yay i know it's exciting now everything works i love when technology works <laughs> so you guys know about the Awesome Ladies Project. Come to theawesomeladiesproject.com. It's cool. It's awesome. It's free. I made it for you. Um, book club. You know, you know about book club. It's bite size. It's delicious. Come on it down. Is. It's so awesome. We are in season five. Our theme is reflection, based on last week's episode, and our guest moving forward in this season is going to tell us a little bit about reflection in their life, starting with Kaylee Gray of Get Messy. Kaylee Gray. Of Get Messy. I'm so excited. She has a secret to tell us. No one is going to know about this secret until she tells us later on in this episode. (laughs) She's never, ever, ever done this before. So I'm like super pumped. It's going to be awesome. She has a whole big secret that she's telling us at the end of this episode. So. So much wisdom. So talented. And a secret. And a secret. Wisdom, talent, (laughs) and she has the best accent. Yeah, Wisdom, talent, a secret, and an amazing <laughs> accent. We've got a banger of a show, people. <laughs> Happy Monday. Don't read the news. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. Here we go. Happy Monday. 
Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedell, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kaylee. Welcome to Crafty Yes Female. You so are one. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Hi, guys. Today we have Kaylee Gray of Get Messy. And also it's our first interview of season five. I'm so excited. We have like, you know, bombshell Kaylee Gray here of Get Messy. She's like one of my favorite people in the world. I've been secretly sending her messages lately saying just like, hi, I'm thinking about you. So girl crush on Kaylee Gray. Um, Kaylee is South African, and so she has literally the best accent in the entire world, um, which you'll get to hear so much of, guys, right? My um, favorite part about the podcast is hearing what they sound like in real life. So it's a little treat. And now she's living in Germany. Kaylee owns the amazing art journal membership site, Get Messy. And what more? Okay, I'm not even going to say anymore because I'm just going to let her talk because she's going to tell you how amazing she is with all her wonderful words yeah i feel like um firstly now there's like now i'm just thinking about my accent and um i think calling me a bombshell is a really nice introduction so i don't i don't want to add anything to that that sounds amazing (laughs) awesome fantastic let's we've already had so many like wonderful gems in our pre-talk so we're just gonna get into it hi kaylee hi how are you today yeah, no, I am hot. It is very hot. That is all I can think about. And I was saying to you guys before we start recording, like, I, I was brought to Germany under completely false pretenses. <laughs> I thought it was cold. That's my jam. I'm not into, you guys can have my heat. I just want to be cold. So I'm a bit out of out of my comfort zone with this heat. And you said Germany doesn't believe in air conditioning. Nurse. No, no, they don't. There's like, you can't even go to a cafe that nowhere nowhere is air conditioned <laughs> that's so rude like when it gets super hot here in america the towns like send out emails they're like even if you don't have air conditioners in your house come to the library it will always be air conditioned at the library when i, I never the last year oh my goodness i had to wear a hoodie in like <laughs> oh yeah summer because it was so cold. all the americans were putting on the air con and then yeah then i got cold yeah, yeah no- i would never put my winter clothes away because I know I'm going to be taking the sweaters (laughs) around my waist and I put them on when I'm inside. Yeah, That's definitely one of those problems. And it's one of those things like if it's really hot out, you need to be like, you can't go in and out of places too often because it's the, oh, it's 95 degrees outside and it's 65 degrees inside. So make sure you stay in a place. See, that's what Germany's got that problem in the winter because everything is overheated inside. (laughs) So... I don't know. I don't know why I moved here anymore. <laughs> it's the beautiful castles. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, castles, probably, probably forests, probably stability. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> castles, forests, and stability. Love it. The perfect trifecta. I love that. And like speaking of castles and forests, I feel like that's the perfect venue for a fairy art mother to live. I love that you call yourself a fairy art mother. 
So explain to us a little bit about that and how that ties into Get Messy. And I love that. Yeah. So that was, someone else called me that. Like I didn't just like, I mean, yeah, it's okay if I did it myself, but someone else called me that. And I was just like, that is okay. After bombshell is the best thing I've ever heard anyone call me. So I'm just going to like go with it and I'm going to claim it completely. And um, I I feel like it's, I, I wave my little magic wand and I help artists become their best selves and I kind of take their little okay the metaphor is going to fall apart now but like their little <laughs> art pumpkins and their art <laughs> mice and turn it into magic I love that yeah <laughs> I mean I, I like it because it, it's kind of like it's not about me because I know like I'm not the best artist out there but I really like helping other people be the best artists that they can be um and that's that's what it's about for me and it's through like encouragement and like teaching what you know but it's also like through example very much like i feel like when i watch your instagram like the way you coach yourself kind of through things is like another way like it, without even someone else to focus your energy on like i think you do a good job of that through get messy like here's what i need and what i do oh Thank it's like you. a good like role model thing. I mean, I have to, like, if I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to be, you know, like on the internet, there are all those people, how to make six figures in your biscuit, in your biscuit, in your business. <laughs> and um, meanwhile, the only thing they've ever made six figures on is teaching other people how to do that. Yeah. So I don't ever want to try and teach people how to have a creative habit. And then that's all I'm doing. That's, you know, that's not great. Yeah. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing about that is, I mean, I feel like it gives me the the advantages that you get when you've got a creative habit. I mean, I'm like so into them. That's why I keep wanting to spread the word. And so if I had to stop, I mean, I also wouldn't really like myself. My life would be a little bit less. I think that's a huge part of it is that it's such a part of who you are and it's who you identify, you know, it's what you identify as. And then you can help people bring that out in themselves. Mm -hmm. It's not just a practice you're teaching. It's not just a technique you're teaching. It's not just a thing. You know, you're not just teaching surface level things. You're teaching deeper meaning things. And then people can find this thing inside themselves and like that's where the magic happens. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the dream, right? Is and that's why I think with everything that Gamacy does, it's it's always it's not this is how you paint a tree. It's this is how I paint a tree, and maybe if you think about it this way or think about it that way, um, it's kind of trying to get people and humans to think about things a different way and add that to the way they're already thinking rather than just this is ABC how to make a tree. Right, because, you know, there's lots of make a tree tutorials on the internet. You know, you can Google make a tree and they'll will turn up literally a million results. Or if but, you like someone's art, you say, I want to make a tree like you. Like, then it becomes that, too. 
Mm. where you are more like make a tree like you, (laughs) you know. And I think the thing that is so cool about what you do is that it has been a growth process. Mm. Like you started Get Messy as literally just a challenge to yourself. So, like, what can you speak to that a little bit more about how Get Messy started and now what it is years later? Yeah. So, I mean, Get Messy kind of fell from the heavens into my lap. Not from the heavens. Okay. But so Lauren and I, Lauren and I found Get Messy together. Uh, but it was, it we kind of found it for ourselves first. She emailed me and we became friends on the internet and then we were chatting and we were saying, you know, it's so irritating how <laughs> we want to be artists, but we're not artists yet. Um, and, and what's step one of being an artist that's making art. And so here we were sitting like, Oh, we want to be artists, but we weren't making any art. So that that was a little bit ridiculous. And so we said, you know what, we've got each other. Let's be accountable to each other. And let's just make, I think it was two pages. Like, just make two art journal pages a week and we share them on our blogs. And so we started doing that. And I'm someone who likes to start things and, and not really continue it. <laughs> I think it's difficult to continue things, but it's stuck. And I have, well, I mean, I know now why, because it's easy and because there are other people, but yeah, it's stuck. And we, we posted it the first week and it was LNC get messy. And, um, and then someone asked to join the challenge and they were like, oh, okay. And slowly but surely, all of a sudden there were 50 people doing it and we were hopping from blog to blog. So we would share, then we started sharing like prompts. So everyone was doing the same thing. And yeah, there were 50 blogs and eventually like we had to cap it because it kind of became ridiculous with 50 different links in the blog post. Um, and then we thought, okay, we need a private site for it. And that's when it kind of became something. It all just, everything, I mean, that was, those were the beautiful days of blogs. And oh, I miss that when, when blogs really changed the world. Um, but yeah, it all, it all started from our own desire to make art. And I mean, it's not, it's never been about how good the art is. It's just been about doing it and doing it with your friends and seeing what your friends are doing and so we were kind of lucky in that one one day Lauren and I were just like we should probably make this in a business so no one sues us (laughs) and then then it became a business and uh, I mean there, there have been some you know there've been some downsides to not starting it as a business um very few but I think that we we're very lucky in that we really wanted this for ourselves. And as we grow, we were able to to teach the people that were us at the beginning kind of thing. And to turn it into a business that basically meant like its own separate website and people being able to pay you for it. That that's mm-hmm. kind of like the two initial steps, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, I can talk more about that. I love I love talking about the tech stuff. But so we were we were at fifty between blogs, and then we opened up a 
blog a blogger blogspot website with the password and we said okay guys i think it was 30 dollars. i mean we didn't keep track because it was just a hobby right i think 30 dollars for lifetime access um for this password protected blog post site and 500 people joined us and then we were like oh, okay okay interesting like we yeah. were excited for 100 yeah so we were just we were just keen for that um and then we and then it turned into a wordpress site and then it became a membership site um and i had to learn all the membership plugins and jeepers that just makes my heart so happy and now i could use technology to bring everyone together i mean the whole journey has just excited like it just makes me so freaking happy that i that i'm able to do this and that everyone trusts me to do the admin of it and it's such a testament to like sometimes i think people think they need like you know a professionally done website or like whatever but the truth is if the idea is good and the passion behind it is so strong like that the audience will come even if it's a blog, that blog spot site like you know what i mean like i feel like it's it's a it's a testament to like how good the idea was and how passionate like how the passion came through to the people who wanted to join oh you know yeah i also like a, that i like what you're saying about um like an, an idea and a, and a want for doing it, just being what's most important. You know, the tech comes, tech's easy to learn. There's Google nowadays. Um, and I think that's what we can, it's a good segue into like the viewing art that way, right? Is that you don't need everything. You just need to do something. Yes. And ooh, and be crafty. Yes. <laughs> and and like, in a resourceful way. Yes. Yeah. The best art comes when you have limited supplies. Oh, yes. That's why, like, I love making kits. Like, I love, you know, putting things in a little envelope or baggie and taking them with me. You know, grab three markers. You are so good at this. You, you know, grab three pens or, you know, a washi tape and you stick it in a bag and you go, you know, when you go on a weekend trip. And you make the best things. So, like, you know, we are people who figure things out. Like, that's who artists are. That's who creative people are. And it's hard. Like, the only way that art and craft becomes easy is to get through the hard stuff. Like, mm. you have to push through the hard stuff. And... One of the cool things about, like, art and craft and all that stuff is to learn to make the hard stuff fun. Oh. Yes. And, like, sometimes it's going to suck. Like, sometimes you're just going to want to throw all of that shit in the garbage and, like, you're going to make shitty art. And, like, you are such, you are also such a great ambassador for making <laughs> shitty art, which is, like, something I love about you. You are just like, you know, and like, I love that you show like pages that you don't love because like, thank you. <laughs> like, I need that. Well, just yeah. imagine the pages that I don't show. That I <laughs> <laughs> 
but we were saying like before we started recording, like I, I attach the word mess to you and I feel like mess is so loaded, but in such a good way, because we often view that word as like something we hide, but I love that you make it a celebration word. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that that's the, it's become the theme of my life because I am a very pedantic person and I do not like things on my hand. I don't like sand. I don't like grass. I just, I want to be very, you know, like in my little box, I can't, Yeah. <laughs> you guys are nodding. So I assume that you completely <laughs> understand that. But, um, so Lauren chose the name, get me see. And I think in the beginning, I was like, I don't want to get messy. I want to get beautiful, perfect art. Like that is the point, right? <laughs> so yeah, messiness has become my way of letting go. I think I'm very uptight as a human. Um, but over the past few years, I've completely chilled out. And um, it's definitely because of the mess. And it's definitely because I've had that as like my rallying cry is to get messy um because the mess it's kind of like it's it's dancing naked in perfectionism perfectionism's face it's saying screw you perfectionism i'm going to aim to fail and then anything that i do is going to be freaking awesome yes it's exposure therapy yeah i was just my I was thinking of therapy the whole time because my therapist said to me as a compliment recently, like, you're living much messier. Just, in ge- just a general statement. And I was like, I'll take it. Like, <laughs> exactly what you're saying. Like, it becomes a compliment when you've been so trapped in perfectionism's prison. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I love that. I love choosing, dancing naked in perfectionism space. I did like that. It's choosing to live in an uncomfortable situation. And, like, not because it's toxic, but because it will make you stronger. Mm. Yes, and free. That's where you find your freedom, right? Yes. Like, that's so interesting. Like, and it's it's so great because, like, yes, the best art can be made when you have constraints. Mm. But only once you've explored outside those constraints. Mm-hmm. Man, that's so interesting. Oh, I love, I love, I've, I've written it here. I'm making notes and I'm going to freaking plaster that or tattoo it on my forehead <laughs> or something. Exposure therapy, like that is exactly what it is. It's just, yeah, because I mean, I'm a perfectionist. I feel like everyone's a perfectionist. Everyone wants perfect. But, but like looking for that imperfection, there's just so much beauty there. And I think that we're lucky because social media is is gravitating more towards that authenticity, um, which is becoming an annoying word, but you know, like that, that whole imperfection, like that is where things are interesting. It's not interesting if it's perfect. Right. There's so many, well, and, and we have to decide like also when we're striving for perfection, what is perfect? Because, mm. like, when we hardly ever define perfection, when we're... It's just this thing we can't get to, whatever that is. Right. It's like when we stand on the beach and we see out on the horizon, we're only imagining what's out there. We can't actually see the mm. other side. 
like that's what I view as perfection. It's this untouchable thing that we hardly ever define. You know, and it comes from school. It comes from being able to get a hundred on a test. It comes from being able to get, you know, an A plus. It comes But from- also this that comes with the A plus, like the feeling of the clap or like the star or like Well it's you know, it's interesting because that for some people was celebrated in certain ways, for other people was not celebrated. Like it depends on what it is that you're striving for when you're striving for that perfection. Like mm-hmm. what do what do you want? What is it that you're going to feel when you get that perfection? And so defining that perfection and then what is it that you think that you're going to feel as a human when you get that perfection? And we don't even think about those things. So what do we actually want? Hmm. That's a really good, that's, that's a good way to look at it. Especially um, earlier you were saying about uh, making the heart. Well, that doesn't look like good notes. But like you're talking about like right, making it harder, hard. like, yes, enjoying hard. the hardness, enjoying so, the difficulty. Exactly. So if you kind of redefine perfectionism, um, there's there's um, I can't remember who said it, but when you're making a decision like should I work for myself or should I work for a company? Don't think about, oh, well, if I work for myself, you know, things are going I'm going to have free time. I'm going to have um, I can go to a coffee shop in the middle of the day. Um, you don't think about the good things. You think about the shitty things and you think about the hard. And then you think, do I want that hard? Yes. And I feel like, yeah, so that is, that is a good way to, to look at perfectionism is that, and maybe I'm just going around in circles now, but, um, circles. (laughs) um, but like that, that whole idea that, you know, what is it that you're wanting? Do you want, like, I mean, the way we see perfectionism nowadays is that everything's easy. You just make a beautiful page. I mean, do you honestly want that? Do you honestly want to sit down and make, like, make something easy? No, because you, like, absolutely not. Some kind of grit and about get making a mess. Right. And, and for me, I enjoy things that are difficult. And I think a lot of people really enjoy things, especially if it's something you love. Yeah. Like if you are an athlete, do you want to go out? And like if you if you run and you really enjoy running, do you want every single run to be easy? No, you want to push yourself. You want to make, you know, better time. If you run marathons, you want to beat your time. You don't want to just like, casually walk 26.2 miles if you <laughs> cook you want to make things that are better than the things that you did before you want it to be yes like it's not that you're striving for perfect because everything you cook is not going to pre- you're not going to make the perfect muffins every single time yeah that's but you know boring. that's like you know that feeling when you have a dinner party and you've been cooking the whole freaking day and then at the end of the day you sit down and you just enjoy the food and it tastes so much better. Yeah. Yes. That, you want that. This, yes. Sweat equity. Yeah. Sweat, sweat equity. In, in teaching, we use the term productive struggle because I think mm-hmm. there's a difference between like 
like, because this whole conversation reminds me of our episode, Kristen, that you and I just did on survival and how, like, we talked about, like, how getting to the end of something and feeling that you survived it, it was so hard and I did it. I feel like the more, and even in our own projects, when it feels something feels so hard or like, cause emotionally we feel like we're surviving through our own, you know, limitations or whatever. I feel like there's something so important about saying like, that was so hard, but I survived it. And the more you expose yourself to that, to the surviving, like you're saying, Kaylee, like the easier you know it will be even though it feels hard and then you feel free in the hardness. Like I think that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. But I think there's also a fine line between like feeling like we always talk about the art of giving up. Like when is it a struggle that isn't productive and when is it a struggle that is productive? Mm-hmm. And I think in the productive struggle, there is so much to be gained. But in the struggle that just is unnecessary, like there isn't. So there's, there's also like a fine line there too. I love this combo. Yeah, damn. There's um, uh, Chuck Polinick, and I think it was in Fight Club, actually. He said, um, I'm going to butcher his quote, but it, like a moment was all that you could ever ask of perfection. Mm. And I feel like that is the kind of perfection I've been striving for nowadays is, is I mean, in art, it's a good, it's an easy example. You know, I'm not looking to make the best page, whatever that is. I'm looking for that little moment where, I don't know, I smear the paint and it just looks exactly how I wanted. Or yes, I wrote a word correctly. You know, that like that, you, that you just described it. If you just described that single sit down and you bite that food. Mm. Exactly. You, know, that. you didn't make it doesn't have to be the perfect meal. It's that moment where you sit down and you bite that food and it's like, yes. I, you know, it's a, it's an accomplishment. It's you learned all of these things. And I think, you know, the productive things where you learn, you know, I gained this. It's a net gain instead of a, a net loss. And yeah. I think another one of the things that I love about you, Kaylee, is you talk about your struggles really eloquently. Um... You wrote a blog post a couple of months ago about how after college, and you can correct me because I'm going to mm-hmm. mess it up, um, you had a bit of a downtime where you were feeling sad, and then you got through it. It really spoke to me. I felt very similarly. Mm. Um I think a lot of people have that, what I'm going to call, and other people have called, a quarter-life crisis. Hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I feel like I'm far away from it now. Um, it, not a little bit of sadness. I think it was a complete, it was very deep depression. Um I went on to medication to to get out. Uh, it was like a big, yeah, my brain just completely screwed me over. Um, I moved cities. I became friends with the wrong people. Um, and I, okay, I'm laughing now, but like I was very destructive, but I was destructive in like a Kaylee way, you know, like <laughs> uh, one day I was just like, I'm very sad now. What is that? Like, what do people 
do to like ruin their lives. They drink. Okay. So I tried to drink in the day and I was just like, nope, nope, Kaylee out. <laughs> so within myself, I was destructive. But um, basically, I just, I had just become so, I just coasted through my whole life and everything was easy in my life. Everything, um, you know, I grew up privileged, obviously. Um, white I like white people have privilege I my parents like loved me I grew up with that privilege I just grew up with privilege upon privilege and it instead of being something that that led me anywhere which is what we tend to think about um people having easy lives it just led me to nothing and it led me to just being doing nothing really and um what is, then the thing that actually got me out of it well firstly what what got me out of the depression was other people and nothing nothing that I did um and yeah so so what happened was then after that I went to Germany with my husband and um I was like yes now it's the time to do all the stuff that I I never could do <laughs> and then I realized there's nothing that I wanted to do my whole life I, because I had done nothing. There was nothing that I wanted to do. Um, and, and I started, like I started going into depression. I was just like, I can't do this again. Like not even, not for me, but for, you know, the other, the people around me. And so I, I started making very small steps away from it and, uh, yeah, and those small steps were scrapbooking and eventually more art and and things. That is that's what happened. Is that what you are were you, is that what you were asking about? Thank you for sharing that. Like I feel like so many people identify with some version of that. It's just never really spoke like you know what I mean? Like I feel like I've had periods of that. Mine is more rooted in anxiety always, but like mm -hmm. same debilitating like cannot function in my life feeling and there was something you said where you said you know I got out of it because a lot of people helped me out of it it's something you really did but I think you gotta give your like when I look back at my hard times I'm like I breathed myself through it every day like that's what yeah. you do like yeah. I feel like that is the only active thing you can do is breathe through it and just get through it <laughs> like just to by breathing and not stopping breathing like that's yeah. what I think sometimes is like your role well it's like that um what do they call it there's that reddit thread about a non-zero day right is that even if you can't like even when you can't do anything like I couldn't even shower it was too much work for me you just needed mm. to do something to make sure you're not at zero right and then, then that's a great day. And then that's moving mm -hmm. forward, right? right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted you to share that because I think it is a story that a lot of people have and they don't realize how universal it is. Mm. You know, grow up privileged, grow up and everything is supposed to just happen. And then doesn't and then depression hits and then it hits really hard and then it's like okay what am I supposed to do how do I self-destruct 
And then I think that was my favorite part of reading your essay was, well, I just don't really know how to self-destruct. That's the part that I um, that I really resonated with because even now when I try to self-destruct, I'm like, I like don't do my homework. <laughs> I think we're just very boring people. <laughs> like I mean, like the right. That's that's kind of what it is. Is like okay, you know. And like that's it. It goes back to our conversation about perfection, of like you know, well, I know perfection was getting A's and did it, getting hundreds on tests. So the best way to not do that is to not hand in my homework. So I'm not going to do that blog post, or you know, I needed to uh, send an email back to someone. I'm just not going to open my computer tonight. And it it goes back to the non-zero days that you were talking about. And the thing that you were talking about too, Amanda, is like, you know what? Sometimes you just can't. Sometimes it is like your mental capacity just isn't. You just don't. And so you need to do the things like get up, mm. get dressed, eat your food, speak to your humans. And email is you know, 15th on the list. Yeah. And then because we are the type of people who immediately think that we're going to self-destruction, think that we're self-destructing. And sometimes we are self-destructing because everyone self-destructs sometimes. It's it's only natural. Yeah. Well, what you're describing to, it's not exactly the same, but we talk about dormancy periods a lot. And I feel like that could kind of, one well i think that's a really good point amanda you know and to go back to plants sometimes plants you know wither and die it's just natural she's saying Uh, people should wither and die yeah well i mean we do you know (laughs) our skin falls off our hair falls off especially as we get older parts of us wither off and die and you know metaphorically (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, our skin literally does what's with yeah, dust is. All the dust that we have to get rid of is just dead skin cells. It's gross. It's horrible. It's what I think of when I don't dust. And I'm like, oh, that's so much of my skin. It's so disgusting. I need to, like, just literally make more money so I can hire a housekeeper. I'm it's, like, number one on my list. The dream. On two. Um, like, but, I think, but I think it also, like, it, it goes back to knowing yourself. Because, so for me, the way... I have to be really active, basic, not every day, but like at least like a lot. I have to, it's always at the front of my head is I don't want to be that depressed again. Um, And so I combat it in that I'm active. And I also don't ever want to be that ungrateful again. Um, Like, like I was saying with my privilege is, like there were, pe- there were people that did not have the same opportunities as me and I was just like squandering it. But again, it goes, yeah, knowing yourself. And um, if you, if it's something, if it's your mental health, you know, then you can't do something, you know, you can't, like if it's your brain being a dickhead, that's a different story. And then you fight it that way. But for me, mostly it starts when I'm inactive and when I when I go into that like natural not natural state because it's not my natural state anymore, but that like 
blase, whatever happens will happen thing. Yeah, I think one of the things that, that is really important is that we do things to keep our mental health, mm -hmm. like, I don't want to say in check because that's not the right word. Like, we exercise our mental health the same way that we exercise our bodies. Because, like, you know, if we fill our mental, you know, if we fill our brains with junk the same way we fill our bodies with junk, our brain's going to feel like crap the same way our body feels like crap. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, if we, you know, lazily let our minds think that we are crappy and we're ungrateful, which I think is a really great word. Because people who do gratitude practices feel better. You know, lots of studies have proven this. And, you know, you can do any kind of gratitude practice that you want. Mm. Like, be thankful for whatever it is that you're thankful for. It's helpful. And there's lots of things, and knowing yourself is really important. Yeah. I feel like that's art helps me with that. With, um, with everything with being proactive you know if i if i don't if i miss a day of art then i can feel it in my like self-care feeling that you know that specific feeling um and and through my art i feel like i'm able to show my gratitude for my life and i'm able to to kind of pass it on to others through not through my art gosh that that sounds very pompous like my art changes the world but like it does, but, though. Yeah. well it makes it definitely makes me a better person right I feel like it changes your world so it's enough to say that knowing that that goes on and I think too like I reference this a lot because I go to therapy and this is the term they use but like there's a part of your brain that's automatic and sends you whatever feelings and signals it does. And there's a part of your brain that's attached to you, the person, and you, the soul, and like your gatekeeper. That's what my therapist calls it. But I feel like art lets you pull that gatekeeper out. Like art lets you feel like you're still there when all this other stuff that isn't exactly in your control in your brain is happening. So I think like, and the active part too, like whenever I'm dancing or running or whatever, there's no room for it. Because I just am like keeping the gatekeeper going hmm. kind of thing. So would your gate gatekeeper kind of be like your inner critic? Would that the be another? Well, the inner critic as all the false alarm signals, the automatic systems of your brain are firing you. So it's like, I can't like, even like I see it. I d used to do it all the time. I still do it, but I'm getting better. It's like, as I'm talking, I'm getting alarms of how it's sounding and how it's bad. So like I'm, I'm talking and I'm trying to, ch and then I go, oh, you know, as I'm talking, my brain's going, oh, like, and I even, some, and I sometimes must be great for you. <laughs> it's great exposure. No, it is. Yeah. But, but, and I, I do this thing. I used to do this thing real bad where I would over communicate because I'd be communicating something and then feel how, and then critic what I was communicating. I have to communicate more because I have to correct the, so, but that's all automatic systems happening as your gatekeeper is like making decisions on what to say. Mm -hmm. The gatekeeper is you making decisions. Any other kind of doubt or like feeling about that decision is the automatic system in your brain. Mm -hmm. So I feel like anyway, my point is the art and the keeping active makes the gatekeeper like fuels the gatekeeper. Mm. Yeah. I think. 
Well, that's why. Well, I think you and uh, Kristen together like make such a perfect pair because I feel like Kristen's very. Um, she, you think your words like you articulate your thoughts. I think it's something that I can learn from you as well because I think I tend yeah. more to Amanda like trying to talk, and then I also get that stupid voice going like, "Geez, Kelly, you're an idiot! Like, why are you saying that? That is ridiculous." But um, yeah, exposure therapy here. Yeah. Well, the podcast has been really good for me because I have to speak more quickly. Mm. I don't have the time to, I mean, I, I can because I can, you know, pause and pull the edits out, you know, pull the silences out. But it is really awkward to just kind of sit here for 10 seconds of silence and say, hey, guys, please wait. Well, I figure out exactly what I'm going to say for 10 seconds because <laughs> that makes me feel like a pompous asshole. <laughs> but no, I, that's, that's literally who I am. I will pause and wait for 10 seconds to figure out what I want to say. And the funny thing is, is that Amanda and I are perfect like to talk yeah. because Jeff is exactly like Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> which means that Jeff and I fight horribly. Like we are the worst when it comes to arguments because he just says things all the time and I wait to say things. So I like literally constantly react to everything he's saying. And he thinks that I'm not saying anything back to him because I'm waiting and it's, it's just a mess. <laughs> uh, but we've gotten much better after 10 years about it, but it, it's hilarious. But this is because of the patriarchy yeah. I pause because of the patriarchy. Pausing because <laughs> of the patriarchy. And I hate it. That's interesting because I feel like it makes me feel like you are very intelligent. That is that's the only thing I get from it. Well, yeah, like I view it as she gives herself time. What a good energy to have. Like I, I, vis- yeah, I picture. I picture. Yeah, like I like your energy in the weight. Because it's you saying without obviously saying, but like you're saying, I need this time. So I'm mm. going to give it to myself. Well, I, it's because I've had 30 years of practice in I will get one turn to speak. It better mm. be good. <laughs> and, it, you know, it has been. I, it's and I worth- somehow get all I need to say in these little three, three minutes. bursts <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. It's, yeah, it's funny. It's fun, you know. Words are words are powerful. Yeah. And they have, you know, very specific meanings. And I love I love the meanings of words and I love using them to say specific things. And I think conversations are really powerful. And that's why I really, really love talking and this podcast and I love talking to people. And I never thought that Honestly, I never thought that we would get to this place, that we'd be able to have such amazing conversations with such amazing women. And this whole format of back and forth interviews and being able to really just sit here and have these face-to-face interviews is amazing. And I love that I can literally sit here and just be like, okay... I'm like really into this. I'm really into our guests. I'm really into you. And I'm going to sit here and be like, okay, 
<laughs> I have my time. What what do I get to say next? It makes me it's so exciting. It's thrilling. And then in the same vein, I feel like all that same kind of like energy and vibe can be put into an art journal page. Like I feel like everything we're talking about as far as like taking your time and like not critiquing yourself in the moment and like having these great conversations like with yourself. Like I feel like an art journal page is like the one medium to do that. I feel like every other kind of crafty paper play is almost in the form of a memory or like storytelling or like, but an art journal is just like, like the vibes of what we're talking about, like processing mental stuff and like having conversations with yourself and like without you know, without like uh, a means to an, like without an end. It's just yes. a means. Yeah. Yes, that's what it, that's I find so much beauty in it and I think that's why I've never grown bored of it. Is that it it's just you putting everything onto a page and then turning the page and doing it again. I love it. There's magic. Wait, there's a I'm Okay, there's with a your wall. Chuck Polinick quotes on my wall. Wait, I'm going to quickly take it off and then I'll read it out. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So this is kind of the way that I see art journaling is just that you're putting your whole life onto paper and whether, and the, and the art journal kind of knows what to take from you and what you want Mm. to take and what you need to, not what you need to give. So, okay, Chuck Polinick quote again, because he's my homeboy. But it says, your handwriting, the way you walk, which china pattern you choose, it's all giving you away. Everything you do shows your hand. Everything is a self-portrait. Everything is a diary. And so... I got me chills. Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. If he narrated my life, so, yeah. But, um, so... I, f- I feel like that's what an art journal is, is that is, is you don't need to like worry about the techniques and, and being good at it. You just need to go there and you just need to put your life on paper and whether your life is the paint color that you choose or your life is um, a receipt from your day or a photo from your day or words that you overheard or I don't know if you're feeling really sad and you just want to, like when I was going through a tough time, my journals were just all black acrylic paint. Like every page was just black, 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 black. You know, it, it, it's the, there is some kind of magic that happens when you're showing up in front of the page and it just takes all of you. Like everything that you are becomes your journal and, and that is your diary. So that's why I like, I like art journaling because you don't need to think, you know, no choice is wrong. It's not like a painting where it would probably look better with oil paint. You know, it's, it's your choice, all the, all you're trying to do. And the only point that you're trying to prove on your page is you're just trying to show yourself a little bit more and you're just trying to process yourself and, and see yourself. Um, So all your choices are right. I think that's amazing. Love it. There's so, like, as a someone who's come from scrapbooking and 
has created so many things over the course of her life. I have so many books that are art journals and not scrapbooks, even though they have photos in them. And I've been so afraid to share them because I don't know what to call them. And like having you say things like that makes me feel so much more comfortable saying, hey, yeah, this is an art journal. Even though it has pictures in it, it's just, you know, this is what it is. It might look more like a scrapbook, but it's an art journal, even though it doesn't have acrylic paint on it, even though it doesn't have, you know, stenciling and uh, modeling paste, and it's not filled with lots and lots and lots of things. This is still an art journal. Hmm. And it's, it's mine. And like, thank you. <laughs> well, I think that you're very, I think maybe you, when you were, I mean, there's such a fine line between scrapbooking and art journaling, but when you were scrapbooking, quote unquote, you were probably art journaling in there as well, because you're so good at telling your story. I think that's so true. And I think we also get stuck on labels so often yeah. that we feel like we can't share and we can't do things because of the fear of backlash of like somebody's going to say well that's not that because of this and that's not this because of that and like it's okay even if you just want to make and not share hmm. because the making is the most important part and you. you know i have i think and i think the thing is, is we all have lots and lots of things that we've made that we haven't shared and that's okay too hmm. You don't have to make just to share. If you want to make just to make because making feels good, make. And I feel like the making aids in the reflection, which is like the theme of our show this season. Oh, segue. <laughs> like yes. but, like, but that's what it is. Like when you don't shit, like the making is the reflection of what's going on. And the sharing is just like, hey, I reflected on this kind of. Yes. So it's like the sharing does, isn't a necessary part of the whole thing. It's the fact that you did the making and reflecting. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so this season's theme is all about reflection. Season five of Crafty Ass Female is reflection. And so what ways do you bring reflection into your personal life or creative practice? <laughs> okay. So uh, reflection is a perfect topic it is like a great theme for the season and um i'm going to do something that i've never done before and announce a get messy season in advance and our next season when this comes out is reflection so That's just so like fun. and i mean like the the themes lauren and i decided on this theme in 20 what month what year are we 28 2019 in 2018 we decided on it so like hello universe lining up yeah so cool <laughs> so um you know i didn't even think of when i was thinking about reflection um i didn't even think about the fact that an art journal is a very obvious reflection <laughs> and it's like showing up and reflecting and reflecting actively like 
what did I do today reflection but yes. also <laughs> passively like where where it's kind of a mirror um, that comes out without doing any work but I think that because I am a serious type a person reflection is just so important in my life and I think because I overanalyze things uh, reflection is really really good at helping a person be objective right because if you take some time to look at things you you're going to be more objective than if you just following your feelings so whether it's you know an art journal page like maybe you're making an art journal and you and it's really not working working out and you're just thinking damn i suck like i freaking suck at this this is not working out and then you start thinking i've been sucking for a while like i've just been making bullshit like for a long time now why and then you start thinking how can I call myself an artist? How can I do this? How can I even share on Instagram? Everything's a lie. My whole life's a lie. <laughs> but if you just take some time um, and like Kristen, with the way you like, you, with, the way, with the way that you speak as well, I feel like you're doing a lot of reflecting while you're speaking. But if you just take the time to go, this is cuck. This is really like, this is shitty stuff. This is not good. But, you know, yesterday i made an amazing thing and then and i feel like reflecting helps you be not so hard on yourself and realize that you are actually really great and that doing anything is good and so there's that and then there's also like in business where you look at you get a some failure happens and whatever that is um you know maybe for me it's like a, a someone leaving get messy and one person will leave and then you're like well why am i why am i doing this i need to go look for a job you know um <laughs> and i think we're just so hard on ourselves they're reflecting if i had to reflect would okay I, I reflect um in my business once a month you you look at the good and you look at the bad and you are not so uh, you're not so subjective to all the feelings and things. And there's, um, it, do you, have you guys ever watched Flight of the Concords? I think it's from yes. you. Okay, mm-hmm. but they make it, they say something, like someone gets offended and they're like, you're just too close to the joke. <laughs> so my husband and I always say that to each other, like if we're overly offended, you say you're just too close to the joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but so, it's because I feel like there's a reactive quality to like something like someone leaving your membership so like like there's a reactive and the reflection allows you to back away from the reactive like part of you yeah exactly and the like emotional part because as creative people and as crafty people it's everything that we put out is is our heart and and we're very vulnerable um and so yeah, I'm obviously better with people leaving now. And I, I trust that people who need it are there. And that's fine. But you get you get times where you're just like, wow, that was that was a little bit too much. And then if you reflect, then you get to go, okay, well, I'm still doing really great things for these people. So that's what reflection is to me, is just is putting everything, taking everything out of my head and kind of laying it down like like a puzzle when you organize it all 
and seeing where everything fits and feeling better about it. Do you imagine the season of reflection for Get Messy to be very literal and do a lot of like symmetry type art stuff? Or do you feel like it'll be more abstract or like both or like who knows? All of that. Yeah. (laughs) All of the above. Excellent answer. Nice. Everything. It's exciting. I can't wait to see like how it unfolds. I'm excited to see your season of reflection as well. Yeah, we'll hear, so, hear it. Yeah, yeah. So your yours is starting in November. Yes, November and December is the season of reflection. Nice. I'm ex- I need I need that so bad. I am so excited. Oh my god, what book will I use? <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. A mirror book. That's yeah, like, that, I, that's literally that's the first thing that I thought of is like, I need like a, like a mirror mirror on the wall type thing, and I'm like, how how do I put that into a book remember those books when you were little used to turn it was like the wonky mirror like thing yeah. in the book like uh-huh. something like that you need to find what that material is i think i might have some literal like, silver reflective paper that's awesome done and done okay that's like in my head okay i'm great. obsessed okay. so that's gonna that's in my head <laughs> let's wrap up this episode with our currently round so this is um based off Kristen's currently car that you can find at theawesomeladiesproject.com and we just kind of go through the list on the podcast. So Kaylee, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I, feel like we- <laughs> I always listen to other people um, on your podcast doing this and I'm like, this is meant to be like a flash round thing. Stop like having long <laughs> thoughts. And now well, I've got long thoughts about it. Yeah, <laughs> and we want it. We want to hear you describe things. Like it currently is like my favorite to show note. Because yeah, it I'm was like, originally oh. a lightning round and now yeah. it's like a really long thunderstorm. <laughs> it's like hurricane round. Yeah, but I love it. I love it to be whatever it is. And some people do short answer and I mean, Kristen are like, yeah we're like waiting for the explanation but however you do it is however it is here we go what are you currently watching youtube nice short all right let's do it lightning round currently we haven't done one in a while what are you currently reading oh wait no it's such a lightning round i feel like i'm unprepared no you're good (laughs) you have to answer in less than two seconds (laughs) okay so i'm currently reading a lot of my old moleskins because i'm doing a lot of it's it's the time of year where i plan the next year of gamesy and so i'm going through all my old brainstorming and kind of trying to put it back together so i'm reading very cool Mm -hmm. what are you currently listening to lo-fi hip-hop nice (laughs) what are you currently making i am making layers i put that down and now i don't know what that means <laughs> yeah you're just putting paper on top oh of paper. i do know the answer <laughs> so recently an artist that i really admire amy maracle spoke about her like and i hope i'm not giving something away that's hers but her like secret weapon of art is layers i like um, it and so i'm i'm pretty bad at at waiting in my art journal and i'm pretty bad at giving it some time. I want everything immediate. I want it out as soon as I can out of my head. And so I've been trying to do layers in my art journaling. So in my massive mess, there are about six art journals lying open with a layer of paint, like different stages of layers. So that is what I'm doing. Very cool. To know that it will dry and then you can put something on top. Yeah. And now that I've cleaned my studio, I should leave six art journals out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Seems like the only reasonable thing to do. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that answer, though. Mm. I think what in my laugh as well, I'm doing the whole layering thing. Put, put something down, do something once, and leave it, and then come back to it. And letting things sit. I like it. Yeah. Because I'm like you. I'm not good at puzzles because I, I don't like waiting for the whole picture to come together. Oh, I like to blast something out. I'm really good at puzzles. Mm. There's, a, there's a puzzle on my desk there as well. But that's a very much like do a little piece, come back to it later. Unless you do sit and like bless. Oh it. wait, okay, no wait, no. I f yeah, it's finished. So I couldn't <laughs> keep it until it was finished. <laughs> All right, never mind. Moving on, moving on. That what makes you... me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> what are you currently feeling? I am feeling. I I recently had a bit of burnout. A lot of work. A lot of things happening and I'm I'm building again excellent but like that good that like tired yeah nice That's good what are you currently planning I am planning planning because like I said it's it's time of year where I plan get messy for the next year and so I am looking and this is such a great thing to be planning but I'm I'm looking for a place to stay for my business retreat Yes. So I'm gonna go somewhere for at least three days, I think, and yeah. Nice. Preferably in the woods. That's excellent. What are you currently lastly loving? I am loving my new homeboy, my iPad. Nice. That's a big one. I it is freaking it is massive. It's, it's eight and a half by eleven like a paper or bigger? That one looks bigger. It's twelve point nine inches. <laughs> Nice. Boy, nice. And I saw the pen in your hand. Yes, <laughs> I don't know why I waited so long for this, but anyway, you're gonna have to show and tell it on After Chatter. Yeah, this is so right. fun. This is amazing. You are amazing. I, you're just one of my favorite people. You guys are um, my favorite people. Uh, this has been fantastic, guys. Uh, we will be back next week, and this was a fantastic way to kick off. Yeah, good luck to all the other guests. Yeah, yeah seriously, yeah. good luck to everybody to else. This was fantastic. You are a tough act to follow, girl. I can't. And we're going to head over to After Chatter, and that's going to be amazing. You guys can see uh, the back of Kaylee's room. I, my guess is it might be the side of Kaylee's room. but uh, Cutest little wall collage. It is, yeah. She's, her collage is fantastic, and uh, I'm, I'm jealous. I love it. It's the I, I can't wait for it. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. <laughs> you guys can see it and it'll be fantastic. So head over to After Chatter, patreon.com slash craftyassfemale. And if you are not yet a patron, go to craftyassfemale.com slash patron. Patreon. P-A-T. I don't know how to spell. Um, P-O-N. Yeah. A man I can spell. I am not the speller. I. That's why I have the Google. It fixes <laughs> it for me. Um yeah, no, I got a computer by the time I was five. I have not learned how to spell. <laughs> you know, well, so, yeah. Sorry, guys. Spelling's not my, my jam. Uh, but we will be back next week. So I hope that everyone has an amazing rest of their week. Uh, happy October. I don't think we said that. Have a wonderful, you know, October. Paint pumpkins. <laughs> and, you know, if you're carving them, don't let them sit out on your porch and then die so the animals eat them. You know. 
tricks that I learned last year. Paint them <laughs> instead of harving them. Have a wonderful first week of, second week of October. And we will catch you next week. Go to After Chatter. It's going to be amazing. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye.